0: Hey, Rich. Hey, Paul.
1: You all right? Proteus. Pardon? That's the name of the robot that replaced me at the factory. Oh,
0: it moves the boxes around and yeah. keeps track of stuff.
1: It used to be like I go in, I get my coffee, and they be like, "Gotta get everything from section section W." Okay. And now Proteus does it.
0: Robot replaced your job.
1: It really did. And it sucks.
0: Ay, ay, ay. Sorry to hear that. I've seen the robot, though. I think I saw a report on it. It's pretty cool. It's a little cooler than you. So there's that. Yeah. But sorry to hear about this. This is terrible. I'm going to have to go get another job. Well, good luck.
1: Advisor. So this is a story, Rich, that's been playing out since the Fifties, where the robots started coming in, right? If like, not earlier. Yeah. yeah. We've sort of integrated it into society. We're not surprised when it happened anymore.
0: New innovation shows up, threatens jobs, people get
1: angry. Yeah, and it used to be the unions would fight it and so on and so forth. But now it seems like, yep, yeah, the new robot's here and uh, those jobs are gone. That, that That is now kind of built in. Our society is like, well... You're going to have to retrain because we prefer the robot driven economy because it's so much cheaper. It's an old story at this
0: point. If you ever watched like the, you know, those arm robots at like the auto factory, it's pretty mm. wild. They're just moving around real quick, screwing things in. And they look like they look coked up.
1: They do. They're, really, they're <laughs> <like> <laughs> yeah, running. They're kind of jittery. They do that one little run on the track into the yeah. bathroom. <laughs> they, they, they do a bump and they're like, <laughs> OK, let's move some more stuff. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know? yeah. So it's. It's kind of one, one, you know, the factory sort of automation story is an old story.
1: I hired someone uh, to help me move once, and they came and I, they ran up and down the stairs with all the boxes. And I said, Wow, you're running up and down the stairs with boxes. That's a lot if you're doing that every day. And yeah. he said, I love my job. I run up and down the stairs. I put the boxes into the truck. I put them in, <laughs> and I looked at them, and I was like, You're addicted to methamphetamines. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Here's the thing, though, Paul. Um, it's not only robots that have been replacing jobs. Globalization. Other humans have been... It's easy to hate a robot. I hate these robots.
1: It's soulless. It's terrible. Yeah, but it's true. Like so. Well, I mean, okay, go all the way. Go back to On the Waterfront. You ever see On the Waterfront? I have seen On okay, the Waterfront. The, when you're in the Union, you, get, you have your hook where you lift things out of the cargo ship. Yeah. Yeah, and then can, nobody wants to go back to that, right? We we like containerized shipping because it gets us all of our—we get our sea monkeys delivered to Walmart. The march of innovation and technology is
0: unrelenting.
1: Well, and it's a thing, right? Everybody has a particular point of view, and it's often a very—it's a moral and principled point of view. And then you fast forward 20 years. Uh, yeah. So— so we live in that world. That's the world we live in. And here we are. And, and I'm, I'm talking to you on a Zoom podcast recording rig that is, I, I, I don't know where it was made, but I know where it was made. If I can paraphrase Paul Ford,
0: welcome to the future. Yeah, here we are. This all reminds me of a little story. Okay. My dad was a very well-respected diamond setter. Your, your father, he's no longer with us. He's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. He, was, uh, his, he had a craft. Okay, And his craft was uh, the ability to set diamonds into settings, uh, a pendant, a ring, uh, and so which meant a lot of like drilling and bending gold and bending, you know, rare metals to set diamonds. And if you've seen like really fancy diamonds, like uh, fancy jewelry, you'll see very intricate layouts they, of diamonds. They have their
1: own words like filigree, like all these like... It's a whole world, yeah. right?
0: And he was very good at it. And in fact, the the... British royal family, I'm sure not the very top of the chain, but they have a very big collection. So somebody like five- Of, of humans or diamonds? Five levels down. Yeah. You know, they would send pieces that needed to either be repaired or to have the, 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 the gemstones replaced or whatever, and he they would watch over him while he did this work.
1: Very successful career. This is 70s, 80s.
0: This is late 70s, early 80s. Okay. And then the company he was working for, which is a large um, jewelry manufacturer producer, said, we, we would love for you to go to India okay. and train 50, 80 diamond setters. Teach them your craft. Oh. And it threw him into a tailspin. He, was, he saw it as a threat. And it was a threat. It was an actual genuine threat and he he held his craft sacred it's something that he'd perfected over many years you know he he his skill like many other skills were skills you kind of protected like you didn't it's like sharing a recipe you don't share the the secret ingredient right like he he took pride in the fact that he was doing things that a lot of people wouldn't do because if you broke the jewelry by the way you were in trouble you were breaking very expensive things sure so he was good at it and and so he refused to do it you know i mean
1: this is the history of the of culture is filled with uh, you know things like the the textile industry of Milan. If you sold in if you sold textiles that were manufactured elsewhere, they would set your factory on fire. In the, yeah, f- the fourteen hundreds. Sure, right? it?
0: sure. It's protection. You're trying to protect.
1: It's protectionism is
0: obviously a stigma of a term today, but they were protecting what they viewed as their livelihood as their as the, the status quo wasn't about power it was also about like families and so they're like no 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 we have to control this there's so many examples of this like you can't call champ like sparkling wine champagne unless it comes out of a certain region oh, or
1: bourbon or yeah kentucky uh, bourbon versus
0: parmesan is like that too or no something. the
1: the french are just very particular about everything as well parmesan is italian but yeah yeah no well but you know
0: what i mean of course they are very particular yes and look people are trying to protect a brand a status a status quo here
1: well i you know i think individuals have different reactions to this whole thing like if you're like a very pro-union person you're like absolutely we got to stop these robots if you're Mm -hmm. a very like if you love fine food you're like oh no i really prefer the cheese to to be labeled exactly right like and you might not be a really pro union but it's kind of it's there's a spectrum of protectionism for sure for humans and i think everybody kind of goes somewhere onto that spectrum it's a, it's ultimately in a funny way it's always a conservative mindset we need to slow the change down we always feel like we need to slow the change down and it doesn't you can be really liberal and have a very conservative mindset about change in labor you can be really uh conservative and be really excited about technological change but really believe that the cheese should stay the same, which is actually almost like being pro-labour. H- humans humans are, are funny. Humans are quite complicated. Yeah.
0: In fact, when I hear a lot of the arguments around the dangers of, of of you know image generation and 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 chat GPT and whatnot, it to me it it sounds like it's coming from liberal voices, and I don't mean that to stereotype or whatever. Oh, it is. It is, It is. Right? It's, it's
1: people, well, I mean, look. But
0: fundamentally, it's actually, to try to maintain a status quo, it's quite conservative. It is.
1: It, look, this is what's tricky. So you have people online who are making, let's say, $500 a month selling pictures of wizards that they draw on their iPad. On their iPad, because people want wizard avatars and wizard images. Okay. Okay. That sounds fun. That's cool, and it's it's but it's a major source of income for them. And maybe they have a health condition, or maybe like all sorts of reasons that this is a really important thing for them to do. And they finally found it. They found a way to pay some rent. Yep. With their with their wizard pictures. Probably something they enjoyed doing too. A- absolutely, the greatest thing that can happen in your life is when sure. your creative work gets aligned. Sure. Now. Someone can say, and let's say that that artist is named Squiggles. That's their their Yeah. Name. So now you can go to Stable Diffusion or Dolly and say, please draw me a wizard in the style of Squiggles. Tell everyone what Stable Diffusion or Dolly is. These are AI image generation tools. If you've heard about it, you, you tell them what you want them to draw, and they draw it for you, and they'll do it in certain styles. Now so you could say draw me a picture of the Washington Monument in the style of Leonardo da Vinci. No one's going to get upset about that. Okay. So you're you're typing words in. You're typing words in and you're getting pictures as a result. And they look pretty good. And so you're typing words in. It spins for a
0: bit. Yeah. And it, it spits out a completely, a picture, an image it's never been seen before by anyone in the world
1: no but it it's it, generating it, art it has a style okay that it can look like a photograph or an illustration and the style it learns the styles from looking at pictures on the internet mm. so squiggles has drawn all, is is really well known mm-hmm. for their wizard pictures yep and so the ai is pretty good at drawing those wizards in the style of squiggles sometimes they'll have extra arms yep sometimes the wand will will blur into okay. their so- chest Zoom out. am zooming out. Tech has shown
0: up again. There go the jobs. Chat GPT, what
1: is that? Uh, that is a conversational, it's the equivalent of the art thing, but for words. So you can say, write me, we did it once on this podcast, write me a podcast about two guys in Brooklyn. It's pretty generic. It's a little Mad Lib still. Okay. So instead of outputting an image, it outputs... Text. But it can also, it's that's interesting, right? Because it can also output uh, programming. It can output code. And Whoa. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Wow. Now, what what has got people collectively kind of hot and bothered about this is that it went into all of, let's say, all of GitHub, and it indexed all the code in GitHub. Did it? Uh, that... A lot of it. Okay. So yeah. that's how it learned to code. That's where quote, the code unquote. is. But it doesn't, it's no great respecter mm-hmm. of all the licenses in GitHub. Like, it's so... So sure. licensing is a big deal in code, and you say this is GPL v three or whatever. Different ways you can use
0: other people's code,
1: and it just went to town. It's just like now nah, here's some code for you. It's equivalent, like it's like Stack Overflow, or it's just like yeah, yeah. And so, um, so oh, oh, cut and paste, oh good, okay. And so now there's this very tricky like, is that fair use? Is that there are people? There's a it's complicated. They're working, I think there's a class action lawsuit underway. Sure, so, sure, sure, sure. So there's a lot of people trying to figure this out.
0: I think in many ways this is an old story, right? Um, uh, tech finds ways to innovate and automate and whatnot. And then the status quo, and which the status quo can oftentimes mean Someone's job or someone's livelihood is either threatened, um, uh, diminished. So, yeah, they still have the job, but it's nowhere near as val- valuable as it used to be or just eliminated entirely. Right. Like, And so um, that is the history of technology. I, I do find comfort in the fact that if you look at technology, the technology graph going upward, you also see. Prosperity generally going upward. I'm talking about the Western world for the for the moment, but even China and the Far East has seen an explosion of, of of wealth and prosperity. Partially driven, or in many way, in many cases, very prominently driven by technology. Sure. And so it's not like there's you know this kicked off a famine uh, because of a piece of tech. Um, humans have been forced to adapt, but we've always been forced to adapt. That's the history humans um and so i i think if we zoom back down to that artist that you're talking about squiggles squiggles um i do have some advice this is an advice podcast i would i i have some advice for for squiggles So uh, we'll, we'll get
1: to that in a minute give some advice to squiggles
0: i think if you humans are incredibly adapt adaptable they're you ever meet someone who's a really good writer, but they actually happen to be, like, one of the funniest people you've ever met, for example? You can, you're you talking about me. I'm talking about Paul Ford. Um, you ever meet someone who's... Uh, I have a dear, dear family member who is, uh manages an IT team, mm-hmm. but is also a spectacular singer. Like, really, really just world-class. Yes. And so humans are not monolithic... In what they do. You are not defined by your wizard drawings. You're defined by a lot more than that. You happen to have some artistic skill because somebody's giving you money for wizard drawings. But if someone said, okay, you know what? I want to commission you to do the mural in my restaurant. okay, And then you build, actually, I know someone who paints murals and he paints them for businesses and nonprofits and whatnot. Um, makes a modest living, but he's happy and, and, and he, his relationships are meaningful. What I'm getting at here is that you, sh- if you, if you get too married to your output, to the form of what you produce in a very static way, you're already sort of viewing yourself as quite limited. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what, Chat, if if ChatGPT is ever crushed by some other startup or or technology, I'll tell you what, it's not going to do. It's not going to find another job. True. It's just going to get shut down, right? And then we'll move on. Humans are incredibly adaptable. So back to the story.
1: You think that that squiggles made a categorical error by defining themselves in terms of their style and output as a wizard drawer? Yes. In fact,
0: I I wouldn't say error. I'd say they, they limited the definition of who they are and what they're capable of by just saying, I draw
1: wizards for a living. You know what's tricky here is that culturally, you get into a zone where you go this is who i am i am a wizard drawer. i am not part of the economy i make these wizards people like them when it comes
0: to creatives it gets it gets real very dicey. tricky it gets real dicey this it is gets a
1: real tricky. I you know like it it is a very complicated conversation because what happens is all people are in their worlds and they want to just keep drawing their wizards until they don't and the, if you say to them I'm very sorry, but we robots can draw wizards now. You need to go do something else. You've offended their soul. Like you've really come at them at a level that's really deep. You have cast doubt on who they are. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's a hell right. of a thing, and right? I, and then that
0: gets you tied are in. not a pilot. You're like walking into the cockpit, Paul. Who no. told you you're
1: a pilot? You're not a pilot. You you can't fly this plane. You can't fly this plane. That's it, a devastating thing to hear. And I do think to me, I think the approach that might be the healthiest is for squiggles to get into verified squiggles, because I think if there is a market where people are using robots to make avatars yeah of your of the wizards in your style yeah then there you probably have more value going on in what you're doing than you're able to, to fully realize, and so you should figure out how to do verified wizards i'm going i'm going
0: to That's nice. Have you ever seen footage of the guy like moving the sandbags to like hold off the flood that's coming? And it's clearly useless. Yes. Because there's just too much water coming. Yep. Uh, I think they can head that off for a bit. They can buy some time. But the truth is, if we look at history as an indicator, you're kind of done, and then you move on and you innovate in other ways. Like, humans have been incredibly good at... I hate the term retrain, by the way. It's a terrible term. It's okay. like, we're going to retrain you, meaning delete what you did and who you are and we'll put something else in. We'll put new software in. And that's not fair to that person mm-hmm. because that that's, that skill, that craft, that culture you grew up in that defined who you are should be viewed in a more macro way. and Zoom out a bit. You're more than just your wizard drawings. You're an artist and you can do other things. Again, creatives, it's a tricky conversation because... You're now asking them to, to leave a, a realm of purity that they perceive. Well, and
1: it's also where their power is and their control. Yes. Right? Yes. Now, I will say, when I look at this stuff, I do think a lot of it is Mad Libs. I don't think that the global desire for wizard drawings in the style of squiggles is this, like, eternal thing that will never be. I, I think people get bored. I really do. I think you need humans to come up with stuff, and we want that connection. I think we've seen it, right? You know, I'll tell you, I had a job 20 years ago. Okay. And it was, I was writing copy about Yamaha synthesizers. I
0: thought you were going to say Yamaha motorcycles, <laughs> but you're not that cool. No,
1: I'm that's okay. I'm definitely not that cool. Okay. So, marketing here, copy? Oh, yeah, for like the websites and so on. Okay. Here's what a Yamaha synthesizer is. It's There might be 500 different SKUs. There might be, uh, which are Stanford, apparently shopkeeping units. I thought that was cool. I just learned that the other um, so 500 different SKUs, but each one has like a hundred different features. Mm. And there might be five features different between each one. Here's a good example. Arabic music, different tuning system by default. Got it. So we'll have the Arabic system built in. Yep. Okay. okay. So I have to write a line of copy in the outline. Features Arabic tuning. Right. Okay. I do a hundred or I actually do like 500 of them. So I put them in a database and then they get translated into 16 different languages and they get associated with the different SKUs.
0: Got it. So snippets get glued together to define different products, and there's hundreds of combinations.
1: Yeah, and it is like it, it's content strategy in its purest form, right? Like yeah. just, it sounds it, like a terrible job. I love that shit. <laughs> Fair I enough. I freaking love that one. Because I, I like got the database going, and they were like, wow, you don't have to do this in a spreadsheet. I'm like, nah, it's relational. It's doing the database. High five. It's good
0: control. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's great.
1: But I'm looking at ChatGPT, and I'm like, and all the translations that are available now and yeah. so on, I'm like, that is not. Like, you don't need a person to do all that. You need a person to guide it. You need a person to maybe write one or two little examples. You need. Yeah. The info, but, you know. Is as, that bad or
0: good that ChatGPT is going to take care of that?
1: Personally, I mean, it, it, I like that job. It was good. But I, but I don't, I don't have a strong emotional reaction to ChatGPT doing it.
0: I think you're a great example of the capacity to grow that we all have. You yeah. didn't have you didn't build a career as instruction manual guy or marketing guy for synthesizers. Uh, you sort of meandered. If actually your career, we don't have to get into your career, but your career is a lot of meandering and touching different things and learning. You're you're driven by learning it's all in many ways, yeah. right? And so that you're a great example of of how you shouldn't view something like ChatGPT or Stable Diffusion as an existential threat to what you're about because you can grow that wizard, that person who's drawing really good wizards probably can draw a lot of really good things and is probably has other skills tied to that that they can do. Uh
1: and that's not what they're saying on their Twitter account, but it's scary. Yeah. Change is scary.
0: People is. people struggle
1: well, with change. Especially but,
0: change that threatens part of your identity. Sometimes the news is bad. Yes. Sometimes it just sucks. That, sometimes it sucks.
1: Yeah, and I, I feel that as as you know, whatever kind of capitalist we are, like there's this obligation to be like, no, no, the economy is great. It's going to be good for you. No, sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it sucks. And and I I don't want to f- I don't want to like cast aside
0: these sentiments because it is it can suck. It, it can really, really suck. What I, happened with Assad?
1: We didn't even finish the story.
0: So Assad refused to take that gig. He no, refused- he refused. Wasn't to going to go
1: to India, wasn't going to train people to do.
0: And he was eventually let go, not related to it, but mainly because they don't need the U.S. staff to set diamonds with the team in India. It was a fraction of the cost, and that was the end of that. So his fear came true. He knew where this was going. Yeah. Was like, it's the end. He called it the end of his craft. And and what his point was that there, he viewed it as more than like robotic what he did right he viewed it as like he took pride in the quality of what he was outputting he was interpreting what the materials were
1: right really. how great how at what yeah, he did. yeah.
0: so uh, he had to figure something out I mean threw him into a little bit of a depression initially but then he figured something out and then he you know we lived in New York City the Diamond District is in Manhattan on Forty Seventh Street he knew a lot of people there went into a partnership with someone. Uh, he became sort of something akin to like a, a B2B middleman in the jewelry business. Buy supplies of this, buy supplies. Sometimes he would buy the raw materials and create the, the product and then sell that. He did all kinds of stuff. He just kind of had to figure it out. And he did well. He did, in many cases, better afterwards than before. And so- It's sad that his craft went out of the world. That's sad. It is sad that his craft went out of the world. But you know what? What craft didn't exist at that time- JavaScript.
1: Yeah. Yeah. New I crafts
0: take hold in the world Fair as well. Enough. And and there's a lot of like I mean, boat building like by hand isn't a thing uh anymore. Uh there was a day where you were a craftsperson making but a lot it is it is sad because a little bit of a little bit of um a little bit of culture dies when
1: a craft goes away. A tradition, you're
0: uh, right. Yeah, yeah, beyond
1: just the individual experience no, of that it, wizard it, artist, right? Often things that reach back a really long time. Yes. So, okay. So onward went aside. He he had to figure it out. And and that is if there's one piece of advice I would give to people
0: who are sort of finding anxiety with all this stuff, it is that you are not defined by your output. You are be there's more to you than that. And the world uh is going to welcome those that adapt and grow. Retrain fine, if that's your your plan. Pause. A lot of the times it's about the relationships you have, the reputation you build, the skills that are underlying the skills that everyone sees. Be, having Being a good artist means you have taste. It means you have a good eye. It means you have certain, you know, See, physical skills. Here's what's wild
1: because I've been living as a writer for quite a while. You are defined by your output. You're not. Oh, this is the thing, right? I had to figure that out. Yeah. You got, you, you, yeah. You, most i realized that defining myself by my output was dangerous and bad for my family like i, co- I wasn't going to be able to make enough money to give them a good life well you were a writer i was a writer <laughs> in 20 in 20 and, and a very 15. successful one i was doing great and i, I was and playing it still out still wasn't no enough. i saw the end game the end game was me at age 54 fat calling a Twenty-seven-year-old editor saying, "Can you get me that check? I need to pay my health care." Okay, so you did something different. You
0: could have kept writing. You—you're an example of preempting that, in fact, and saying this can't be the limit of what I can do in the world. And let I wanted to keep going.
1: I wanted to hustle. I wanted to sell. I like
0: it. I like diving in.
1: That—that that
0: you're fortunate to have that built in. A lot of people don't. I guess part of what I'm saying here is like. I can, I'm not going to convince someone to go into sales, right? Like, Yeah,
1: I come from a line of salesmen.
0: But I can tell people that they are more. I'm not telling people, don't worry about it. You'll figure it out. I'm saying you're more than what you think you are today at this very moment.
1: Yeah, and in fact, I, actually what you're saying, and this, advice, and this is the advice, worry about it. Worry about it. All right. Well, that's right. it. If I'm, anybody wants to get in touch with yeah. that.
0: If you want to get in touch, uh, hello at zyati4.com. And give us five stars wherever stars are available to you. We love stars. Check out uh,
1: ZiottiFord.com. It's a website on the internet, on the global internet. Yes. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Oh, follow us on Twitter, Ziotti Ford. Ziati Ford, at Ziotti Have a lovely day. Bye.